welcome back to the girl who failed at drinking the podcast. I am sitting here with my good friend, Maddie Newby, and also Julie's in the background today. So this is going to be a really fun one. I'm so glad you're here. (laughs) Me too. It's been, um, we, we tried once and it, we failed, but that's because kids, kids, kids. my husband travels constantly. So like, I, it's so hard to have yeah. someone just to watch them. My babysitter flakes out constantly. Yeah. So. Yeah. You are like a, you do have a bunch of jobs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Jack. <laughs> get talking. And Jack's humping her. Great. Fantastic. <laughs> Welcome to my home. Um, <laughs> so I, I wanted Maddie to come on and kind of talk. We've both had our um, run with alcohol. I want to say that. Jack, get down now. Go. My dog humps me all the time. Oh my too. gosh! There's something you must have me. like a scent or something. I've like. got good pheromones. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, not that I want to be like, oh, Maddie has a drinking problem because I don't really feel like you have a drinking problem. I now I'll explain it. I guess I I felt like it's very for me. It's kind of situational. Um, I was a bartender, and I probably just never should have been one. It yeah. Just, I'm a little bit introverted. Um, She's a torch alumni too. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I worked, I bartended, I started downtown. It was called China Blue at that moment, but it's called Strange Love Now. And then I worked at the Bistro, which is now called Amsterdam. And then I went to the torch and then I worked at um, Jim's Alibi. And I just like always drank at work. You drink with your customers. They buy you shots. And well, for me, they like encourage that. Oh, oh, they very much encourage. Yeah, they're like a drunk bartender is a fun bartender, and you're like, whoa, not fun one. And that's more sales. So they like really push. You know, you got to make these sales. And um, man, I would just get hammered at work, and it was horrible. You know, and I yeah, I feel that. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so that's when you feel like it kind of. Cause in high school, oh my gosh, I didn't do anything. So I was. I know you LDS. were more like Mormon, mm-hmm. yeah. And... I was very Mormon, yeah. I had a, a bunch of LDS friends, and we still keep in touch today. They're awesome, but um, I, I never felt right really in that in that church. Um, and then when I went to BYU Idaho, that's where I went to college, and I was just super depressed there. I can't believe you went to BYU Idaho. Yeah, right when I right <laughs> like right when I graduated high school, I went to BYU Idaho, and it was just the worst ever. And I just knew it wasn't my place. And I would take a shuttle bus every weekend to come to Boise to see friends. So I oh, ended yeah. up um, quitting school. Like I was actually doing really well in school, but I was so miserable there. I just left one day. I didn't even like. Tell anybody I didn't even anything. tell anyone. I didn't do anything. I just stopped going. And um, it, yeah, it was crazy. But, and then I moved to Boise and I just, you know, I, I completely flipped from like Mormon girl to, I started partying a lot. I, um, I started dancing. I started working at, it was called night moves. Now it's called satin dolls. Or oh something. yeah. Night I was, Austin? yeah. Off State Street? Off State Street, okay. yeah. Okay. So I did that for like two months. I tried, it was during the recession. I tried to find a job here because I moved to Boise with like $200. I thought I was an idiot, but I was like, oh, this will get me through a month, you know, 200 bucks. <laughs> I was like sleeping on friends' couches and um, I I couldn't find a job. And I was like, refused to move back home to Colorado where my parents had just moved um, because they're super Mormon. They have all these rules when I'm there, even if you're an Are adult. you still to this day? Huh? Are they still like that? They they are still super Mormon, but they they it took them like eight years to kind of like 
realize like be nice again and stop talking to me about religion and things like that we just don't bring it up so we get along now but it took a long time for us to like yeah like be cool with each other because yeah Hmm. that would be hard but when i moved here i started partying a ton and i worked yeah i couldn't find a job and in my mind i I was like i'm just gonna go because you used to watch movies and strippers make a ton of money and so i was like i'm just gonna go be a stripper you know <laughs> i did that and i if i hadn't done that i would have never met my husband so yeah. i met him at an after party of another one of the dancers and he was there to hook up with like a couple girls or i don't know from myspace and i met <laughs> him and i met i just thought he was so hot and i was like i like this guy you know but and i would have never met him i don't think if if i hadn't have you know, had that job and known that yeah. other dancer. So of course things happen for a reason, but I stopped doing that and started cocktail waitressing and bartending. And I mean, I just kept partying, yeah. you know, and I growing up, my parents, they like, they, you, you don't, met- you don't drink Jack, alcohol. Babe, like, can you, you call Jack? <laughs> He's being like, gross. Stop. Sorry. It's okay. No. So you just, you, you, my parents are like, no, you don't drink alcohol. You don't do it. You don't even talk about it. So, and things like that. It's just like, it's a no, no, we're not t- discussing it. You're not having sex before marriage. You're not drinking alcohol. And that's just it, you know, yeah, not like, under my roof. Yeah. Yeah. And so not having any experience with that, then going straight to partying. I didn't know control. I didn't know how to control myself. And yeah, I like, it was just a complete flip of my life. And I ended up getting two. D- so I, I have three DUIs altogether. Um, my first two were like it when I in 2011 and 2012. They I was like 0.084. I was barely oh, over. No. But it was just I was leaving the bar. Yeah, was, I was bartending, and you're there. You leave at three o'clock in the in the morning, and like yep, you exactly. could you could you know, come to a stop sign too slow or something and they pull you over. I was pulled over the first time because I was eating a hot dog while I was driving. You know, I got a hot dog after work and I was driving and I I don't know, a mustard fell and I barely moved the wheel a little bit and ooh, I got pulled over. Oh, so both of my, my first two ones were barely, but honestly, I was drinking like and partying every single night that I worked. Yeah, yeah. it's hard. I mean, I, I bartending there for five years, like obviously the last two I was under you know i had the monitor on so that made it easier but the yeah. first three years were it were hard like i feel mm-hmm. like that kind of opened up pandora's box on top of getting divorced too but the, the torch the, oh god you can get drunk oh and that's so scene, drunk like there. it just mm-hmm. and then party yeah like one part drinking can lead to exactly an after party which leads to doing blow and like you know what i mean like yeah where i'm insane. at some random person's house at five in the morning and i'm like out of my mind and i'm like who am I? What the fuck am I doing? Yeah. You know? Who are these people? Like, wow. Reevaluating your whole life. You're like, oh, this is not the right time to reevaluate either. <laughs> it's so crazy, dude. I, I don't know. I mean, putting myself in those situations and, and there was lots of like, my husband and I are wonderful now, but we, we've had so many struggles. Like he was such a player the first five years of our relationship. I was just like, in love with him i would do anything for him i was 19 when we met you know like and he but he wouldn't commit to me so i was always like well fuck you you know when i was at work and would drink with other guys and stuff and then it kind of became a game mm -hmm. and then when we got more serious and we got engaged that's when i got my third dui but it was 
like, oh, I was always like still drinking and driving. He was like, Maddie, you are gonna like fuck up. You're Something's gonna, gonna happen. you're gonna fuck up because you yeah. keep coming home. I would spray, <laughs> spray mouthwash or whatever in my mouth and gurgle and pretend. So that, you were trying to pretend yes, to be sober. I was pretending to be sober when I got home at three thirty in the morning to my <laughs> fiance, and he's like, I know you're fucked up. I know you're drunk, and I'm like, yeah. I'm not drunk. I I, two vodka. I had two vodka tonics, which That's, which is funny because I've read my police reports and every single one of them, I guess I told the cops I had two vodka tonics. Like yeah. every one of them. And the cops are like, I know you didn't have just two vodka tonics now. You know? <laughs> I'm like, I really did. I had two vodka tonics. Oh like, my god. No, but I'd say that to Skylar and he's like, Maddie, you're gonna fuck your life up. Okay, my first DUI was nothing. Slap on the wrist, they gave me a fine, nothing. My second one. They sent me to some community service, a fine. I was like, it was like, yeah, who the fuck cares, you know? And then when I got my third one, I mean, I was engaged. My husband, um, now his his dad was just dying. You know, he got a very terrible cancer diagnosis and they, he had three months to live. So we, we wanted him to be at our wedding. So we pushed everything up and I was trying to plan this wedding. I was super stressed out. Um, I, I was just drinking all the time when I was at work and I was miserable at work too. Like I shouldn't have had that job. I, I got, had anxiety every time I had to go there because I'm like, ah, oh, who am I going to have to talk to? And who am I going to have to fucking flirt with? And who am I going to, yeah. how many drinks am I going to have tonight? And it was just, it does. That's oh so, that's how I got too. And you're like, like, I shouldn't be working here if I'm like, oh, fuck, I have to go to work. Even though when you're leaving with three or $400, it doesn't make up for your, no, your feelings no. of like, fuck this place. Well, and I feel like too, like for, for me, like I had to be, I had to be drunk too. That's how I, I have social anxiety unless yeah. it's like people mm -hmm. that I really am like comfortable with. And I feel like as I've gotten older, I've kind of broken out of that shell, but Oh yeah. Even mm. when I go downtown now, like now being sober and I'll hang out with my friends, like I'll just sit there and I'm kind of awkward and yeah, I know I'm being like, awkward. am I, what are we going to talk about? What's like, yeah. are people going to like me? Like, what do we, what am I going to say to them? Yes. I'm like, I yeah. And so bartending is just so much easier to have those conversations. Exactly. Because and, you drink a little bit and then you can talk to uh, Bob for five hours about his life and Whatever. And Bob is still there, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he is. Oh my God, that's so funny. I can't believe you just said that. That's awesome. Um, Thank you, babe. Um, yeah. So I, yeah, got my third one. Um, leaving Jim's alibi, I was, I was. Were you on Broadway? Up. Were you going up Broadway? I was going up Broadway and they had construction cones and I was driving my mother in law's van. And it was just a horrible time in my life. Like when I got arrested. I just woke up in jail and I knew I was fucked. You know, Skylar had Did to pay $10,000 to get me out. It was what? It, Your bond was $100,000? Mm -hmm. It was $100,000. Damn, yeah. my bond was $150,000. So I totally understand that feeling, right? Yeah, I'm like, ten grand. Oh my gosh, Skylar. And Skylar. He did the next day. The next day, he did. And, and at that point in our lives, we weren't like well off or anything like that. Like he had yeah. some cell phone stores that he owned, but like. Not 10 grand money. Yeah, not 10 grand money. And then. So the lawyer on top of that had like required a $5,000 retainer. So we we're like, shit. How, how much do you think? I think, um, Gosh. I am into my DUI <sighs> easily $10,000 and I'm not even sentenced. Oh my gosh. Well, with the bond, with the lawyer, uh, court fees, Ankle having monitors. ankle monitors, having the blow thing in my car, I had that in my car for two years in order to drive. 
that was like 80 bucks a month. I mean, it's, it's a lot. I'm sure we're at 30 grand at least. Yeah. Plus my other two, like, well, and then jail and then jail. I went to jail for 90 days. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, too, I don't want people because you know it's like I do have a lot of people that have talked about their. I have a lot of friends that have DUIs, and I have a lot of friends that are now facing felonies. Mm-hmm. And I, of course, had a, a felony aggravated DUI when I was first charged. Um, but that's another another reason why is I think that um, especially in Idaho they post your mugshot, and so people oh just my like gosh, I think it's so gross. rude. I don't know if they do it in other states. Do you know if they do it in other states? They like have a Facebook page for it. It's horrible. In other states? No, oh. here. Yeah, they I have know. A Facebook page where people like make Wait, fun of you. Let me just tell you a it's ridiculous. Quick story about my experience with this bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> One of the times that I was arrested, so kind of a little backstory is I had a very abusive ex-husband who's now in prison. Um, but there were a few times that I just fought back and got arrested. So several times that I was arrested oh, for that, God. and then I got my DUI. One of the times I was just like, oh my gosh, what is happening with my life? Yeah. At the time, I didn't know it, but I was being gaslighted, mentally abused. That just confuses you. Um, but, he had a lot of money, though. So you're like, when you have that much money in your face, I think that. Oh, I was fucked. Also, I yeah. Back. I didn't work. I didn't have anything but yeah. my own. Um, so one of the times I like get out and I'm pulling, I get a text message and it's like a hundred people are messaging me saying, Hey, somebody started an Instagram profile of all of your mm-hmm. mug shots. No. They went through to everybody on your Instagram and they requested everybody you're following. And they have been posting like really <sighs> weird things and saying things about at the time I owned a little lash studio called the babe cave so and cute. so it was called that is really um, cute. jailhouse lashes and it had my mugshot for the picture oh now gosh. when i look back at it it cracks me up because i'm like yeah so what i fought fucking back yeah yeah i did well, and guess what sooner or later i'll tell my story and it will be out there but yeah. it wasn't that i was dealing with somebody that was normal and now that he's kind of like it only took him a few years before he went totally off the edge tried yeah. to kill all of us gun zip ties gloves snuck into my home yes so oh my god those are the types of things that i was fighting against when people are putting those mugshots yeah like they're like you think you know my life yeah you know what i've been through okay make fun of me yeah fun of me well and i on top of that i remember vividly this was like what 20 2017 2016 i was in target and my friend brianna sent she's like you'll never fucking believe this and she sends me a screenshot and it's this profile like i remembered like and it was like what were some of the oh god what were some of the captions julie like dude they were first of all they were illiterate like there's three different <laughs> who did it you don't I mean, know who yeah. did it i have a few theories but i don't know like you don't? i don't know originally did it stop really, eventually like do you think so many people so by the time i like actually checked it out um, so many people had reported it that it was deleted. Okay. If I ever write a book about my experience, that will be the you cover should. of my book and be like, yeah. fuck all you guys. Like that's so rude. But <laughs> no, I had so guys. many people who also wrote me and were like, so many solid humans were like that understood, you know, because I was at people's houses at two, three, four AM trying to escape where he wow. would find me, disable my car, turn on and off the alarm. He would disable my like on start give me directions and after i got arrested the first what a time psycho, dude. 
if I was ever out past my quote unquote curfew, he would have my OnStar in my car direct me to jail. Like, so every turn I'm taking, it says, nope, you are going to whatever, Barrister, Bannister, whatever. Bannister Road, yeah. And it, that's like was his way to taunt me on my way home. So I'm sitting there thinking like, does he have people following me? But he's shown, I mean, so. Wow. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot to the story. It's good that you but, had like solid people though that like yep. were like, this is fucked up. And, yeah. Yeah. That's For scary. sure. Yeah. So, but no, getting out and just having people judge so harshly and having people not understand what's really going on. It, yeah, it sucks. I don't, I don't think I talked sad. to like anyone for a long time. Like I, I was kind of a hermit anyways. Like, I don't know. I don't know really why. I think just my life was just, I uh, went home and hung out with Skylar and hung out with my sister. I kind of shut myself off from a bunch of people, but like when I was bartending but then i i don't know it's a bunch of stuff i i would go to after parties you know like five in the morning with people and it i just didn't really have any real friendships i think yeah, and too. then when i got arrested literally no one except for one person that i knew sarah troper she's awesome oh, sarah, she I was love the her. only person in my life that texted me and was like are you okay i heard about this like i just want to know i'm here for you and i love you and yeah and she's the only person and so when she was the only person that even checked in on me or, or said anything to me, I was like, does, do, does anyone, do I have any friends? Like, yeah. does anyone actually care about me? And I just kind of shut myself off from the world for a couple of years and really had to find out like who I was who and friends who, who were my friends and kind of who I was outside of Skylar too, because in our relationship, it was just like, I only hung out with him. Um, so I, yeah, I had to like eventually find out who I was, get a self-esteem. I did stop drinking for years. Like I stopped drinking, um, because they constantly had me going for P tests when I was on probation. So like three or four times a week, I'd have, you know, random P tests and That's my PO mind. was super strict. He'd show up at the house all the time. So I didn't Did you have to pee years. when he'd show up? No, or does he just come no, to, he just come to the house and make sure that there's nothing in there. They search everything for like drugs, for everything. That's about to be my life yeah. on felony probation. It just depends on your PO, I think, because mine was just super duper strict. I'm sure too it did like so my like the interesting part of like my my story is that both of my charges started as felonies. I had a felony aggravated DUI. And I wanted to read what exactly an aggravated DUI is. Um so under the Idaho code, an aggravated DUI is any person causing great bodily harm, permanent disability, or permanent disfiguration to any person other than himself in committing a violation of this provision of section 18-8004. Um, that, so now, so because of different situations regarding it, there was substantial evidence to prove that mine was not an aggravated mm -hmm. DUI. It was going to be dropped to a misdemeanor. And so that's what I'm pleading to. So it's been like a weird shift in, you know, when I go on probation for a felony, it's going to be for leaving the scene of an accident, not necessarily for the DUI. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be, it's just a weird, you know, it's weird. It's the, the, the unknowns are definitely coming this week. I'm, I've been really stressed. I'm losing sleep. I bet. Yeah. I remember just like, that. Yeah. I like sit down and that. think and I'm like, fuck. Like when you don't know what's happening with your life, like and your life's kind of in someone else's hands for a certain amount of time. And you don't really know like 
yeah what am I gonna have to do like what's what's this gonna be like it's very stressful yeah kind of just like wow this sucks. Um, and then let me just read a little bit of mm-hmm. a third DUI so that people kind of understand like what's so a third DUI offense in the Ida- state of Idaho is charged as a felony. The jail time for a third DUI is 30 days to 10 years. You can also face up to a $5,000 fine and a license suspension for one to five years. As with the second and third offense, DUIs um, mandate installing ign- the interlock the interlock the low <laughs> car blowing yeah thing. those yeah, things those... are just they're... so you had to have an interlock that long ago because i got my first dui in 2016 i only have two duis but the at that point in time maybe it was only for your second and third offense because now the state of idaho first offense you have to get an interlock like they don't fuck around oh yeah my first offense it, it was nothing they they're like yep here's a fine that's it i it was like nothing. My second one, it was a little fine and I had to do community service. Yeah. But they same. did take my license away for a year. But I then they didn't give... require me to have the blow thing afterwards. But then this one, I couldn't drive for two years. I had to have the interlock in my car for two years. And then last year, I finally got like all, everything back. Like I got released from probation early, which was awesome. How, how early? Six months. Okay. I've got yeah. a, My it's, girlfriend uh, yeah. just got sentenced to 10 years and she's like, uh, um... I'm trying to get off early and I'm like, I it's hope you mean by like your time. 40th birthday because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not. Yeah. They it's my, my husband was like, maybe you can get off like half the time in half the time. There was no way. No, the judge, at least my judge was like, you are doing great. I'd go into court. My lawyer would, you know, file something for us to go into court and say, Oh, I want to be released from probation. We did that three times. And each time he gave me like some more privileges. Like he's like, no, I'm not going to get you off probation, but you can, you know, have that interlock taken out of your car or whatever. So he would give me certain privileges, but I still, yeah, I, I got off probation six months early and then I could, was able to get my license fully back. And yeah, but probation Jeez. is no joke. Like POs are like on your ass and me, he had me take a ton of classes. I had to go to do a bunch of, I, he assigned me to like I don't know, 50 hours of AA classes. He had me do a bunch of community service still, like a bunch of like outpatient classes about alcoholism, like, and I don't know. Yeah. I, so I didn't drink or do anything like that. I was like super straight laced, like didn't F around because I was telling um, you earlier, like in jail, the majority of girls in there um, are good people, really awesome people um have their own fucking problems but like a lot of them have like the fuck it attitude like oh i don't give a fuck like and they're gonna be in there forever they're gonna constantly be going back and i was like this is not me no this is not my life i am not coming back here so i did every single thing by the book and then when i was released from probation i was like okay like do I want to drink again? Is it like even worth it? Because now, and, and I, I honestly looking at myself, I don't believe I have a drinking problem because it's been seven years since that last one. And I've, I'm able to go with friends and have a glass of wine. Oh yeah, totally. I've been out with you and party like crazy yeah. or have a white no claw or something. Or... Yeah. Yeah. Like, like I, it's very normal kind of behavior, but when I was bartending, it was not normal behavior. It was yeah. every single night and 
I was being a fucking idiot and I was driving drunk and I could have killed people and I could have killed myself and it's absolutely horrible. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's just a crazy time in my life. But... Which I, I mean, I too, too, you know, kind of going back exactly to what Julie was saying, it's, you know, that people, I had somebody once tell me, they're like, well, you're just such a party girl. And I'm like, bro, like, no, that's not how I feel. Yeah. Like, like I'm an adult and a responsible mother. Yeah. Adult, yeah. Like, but even as in time, society, <laughs> I'm like, I don't think you understand. Like, I wasn't like, oh, I'm such a party girl. Like, I was fucking suffering. Like yeah. I was like it very lost and confused and alone and like had a lot going on. I'm glad that that's what you interpreted, yeah. but that's completely not what was happening. Like, you know, behind the scenes and in my, in my mental state and stuff like that. And so, mm-hmm. and it just goes to prove like, you don't know what is going on with people in their lives and their minds. Like, yeah. I don't transitions know, like, and, mm-hmm. you know, I think too, um, I like when you said a lot of my, when I first got into high school, I partied kind of a lot too, because my dad and my stepmom had gotten divorced and my stepmom was very, she kept us very on point. Like everything was very organized. I didn't have a lot of freedom. Do you remember? Well, Amber, I don't know. I, we didn't, she listens to my podcast. Hi, Am. I love you. Um, she's actually become, it's kind of weird because she's become more, Back then I was like, so I was like, she doesn't let me do anything. She's my evil stepmother. You know what I mean? Like totally. Like I was like that. And then when they got divorced, I was like, yes, she's gone. Like now I can kind of do what I want. But like looking back, I'm. She was like trying to protect. Oh my God. The stability was like, that's all she wanted for me was like stability. And, and I miss that. And I just, it's, it's weird because talking about court, um, I, you know, going through your PSI, yeah, you have to go through a Mm pre-sentence investigation and they ask you to get letters, um, reference letters, reference letters. And so when I I never wrote one for you, it's, it's okay. (laughs) A lot of people, I was going to write one. Yeah. A lot of people, well, and see, I feel like I asked a lot of people to write them for me in, I don't, I don't take it personally, but a lot of people, like if it's not pertaining to you or if it really doesn't affect you, like you just forget. You never asked. Did I not? No. I sent out like a, a group. I tried to send I one. It was like yeah. very, I'm sorry. No, yeah. I tried to like send out like a copied, pasted yeah. text to like multiple people. Nobody got back to me. Like, oh, really? So I, I feel like yeah. such a dick. If you want to write one today, I can still I forward it. Okay. Can you yeah. forward it? Yeah. I will yeah. definitely write one still. Yeah. I want no, to. No, totally. That. Well, and it's in some And I feel like, like it does help. Like, def- it, it definitely yeah. does help. It does. But I asked my parents, and you guys kind of just heard the conversation about my wedding with my mom and just how that kind of affected and really hurt me. Um, But I asked both my parents, like, would you write me this letter for court? Like, and they told me no. Like, they both straight told me no. And it broke my heart. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, a lot of it. Yeah. I mean, and it, it was like, you know, it doesn't. My dad was like, oh, well, I'll just go into stuff. And I wanted to be like, where do you want to start then, homie? Because we can go back to the fucked up shit you did. Like, that's where I feel like it's just like, why can't we all like they want me to let go of the past? And I'm like, well, why can't you do the right thing then too to let go of the past? Like, this would be a nice step in the right direction yeah, to show. To show oh, my God. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, and we can kind of move past. Anyways, I just want to let you guys know that Amber is the only person that was a parent figure that wrote me a letter. Like, she, you know, it was, so that was very nice. But it's, it's, yeah, it's just crazy how much you go back to, like, wanting that stability. And I look back, and I look at my daughter now, and she's pushing back so hard. And I'm like, girl, you're going to, you're going to wish you hadn't. You're going to wish you didn't go down that path. Yeah. 
Yeah, she'll, okay. she'll know someday. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, it stops us at 30 something. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't remember yeah. we were like going. <laughs> and then we were like, what were we talking about? Yeah, I'm like, oh, shit. Um, but yeah, and, you know, I just, let's see. So another statistic I wanted to talk about is because people, I think they think they're like, oh, listening. They're like, well, I've never had a DUI. Unless you have never drank and drove, you're not like, you're putting yourself at risk. Let me just tell you that. Because I feel like people are like, 100%. I haven't. And I'm like. So we looked up a statistic on how, on average, how many people will drive drunk under the influence before their first arrest. 80 times. And it's every 51 minutes in America, someone is killed by a drunk driver. That's insane. Yeah. That's actually really, really crazy. very sad. Yeah. So it's happening a lot. And if I, you know, I just, that's why I just want to talk about it more because it's mm -hmm. happening so much. It's, it's such a regular thing for people to do. Like even yeah. I have a really good group of girlfriends and we hang out once a month and some of them get smashed and they will drive. And I'm, I very like, you guys are, you could get caught. Like yeah, you're fucking, you're, you're playing with fire. Yeah. This is not a good thing. You do not want to like, when I had all mine, thank God I didn't have kids because like, I, I don't know. I don't know. Like I just having your children and then having to maybe explain to them, Oh, mommy's in jail or mommy's going to jail. Like you're, you probably had to talk to them too. I just like my well, I have friends, friends. I'm like, you don't, you can't do, you don't want to fuck with your life. Like, yeah. doing this. like I'm fine. I'm fine. And so, and that's just my small group of friends. I'm sure tons of people do oh it my every God. freaking day. Yeah. And it's, it's so easy crazy. when you're like, get a couple drinks and you're, and you're like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. And then it's like, you know, like the thing that a lot of people don't know about my DUIs, I made it home. I mm -hmm. made it home and I was at home and there was a specific reason why I felt the need to put myself back in a car. And a lot of it has to do with domestic violence. And I think, isn't this month domestic violence awareness month? It is. Oh, wow. So maybe we should do a pod next week about domestic violence because um a lot because a lot of people don't know that um junior's actually been arrested twice for domestic violence and that played a big part into why i felt the need to drive that night which you know i just i don't know i think that um that can cause a lot of drinking issues as well. <laughs> do you feel like that's when your drinking picked up no no, I feel like I've always struggled with addiction issues. So I was using alcohol already to like suppress emotions. I have been since a teenager. It just, I was always really functioning. I was very high level functioning. I bought my first house at 23 years yeah. old. I, you know, had eaten and like life was really good. So to me, I, mean, I never went downtown. So yeah, you I was like, but I didn't know. Nobody had educated me on the fact that if you're drinking two bottles of wine by yourself at night, even if you're not doing anything crazy. Oh but that's gosh. that's what you guys that's think exactly it's so normal. That's to what do they're that. teaching us. That's yeah. the mommy. That's exactly like it's the mommy mommy, mommy mm -hmm. wine culture is like huge on that. You're right. They're not going to educate you because they want you to go to those two bottles of wine yep. and be like, oh, I raised my kids all day. Time, you know. There was okay. I have to say this. This is like the weirdest story, but like there, I have this group of girlfriends and someone invited this girl that just moved into town and we're all really like nice and like is this a group cool. i'm going out with for whitney uh-huh yeah yeah they're really awesome yeah whitney <laughs> cummings is gonna be here we're going um but 
oh, this girl, she was just not like our style. She's just very like hoity-toity, like, oh, we went to dinner. She's like, I'm not ordering anything. Like the way she talked, I was just like, who invited this girl? <laughs> well, we all went back to my house afterwards and we're just sitting like by the fire, just talking. And then um, a friend of mine, Jamie, she asked if anyone wanted a drink. She'd make people vodka tonics. <laughs> and uh, and a couple people like yeah yeah and she and this chick goes oh i don't drink liquor and we're like oh okay that's fine well we don't care she goes but i do drink wine my husband and i drink a couple bottles of wine every night so if you want wine i was like oh do you just not like vodka or something i don't know i was just like the way she said it and she's like no just liquor is just trash but and i was like but you drink two bottles of wine a night and she's like, yeah, oh but, li- but liquor is just, oh, it's just trash. Like she, it's almost like, like she oh, puts so that... it's okay for you to, to drink yeah. a shit ton of wine and black out every night with your husband. That's cool. Because like, you think it's someone's classy. drinking a vodka yeah. tonic and it's trash. Like, nah, yeah. She was never invited back out. I don't know if I was like trash or anything like that, but I just felt like my it's kind of accepted. Asleep. I always woke up Wine in the morning, is acceptable. You're right. My yeah. tolerance level was high, so it never affected anything. Like I just didn't know and then yeah when life gets hectic then you know and your amygdala is hijacked and you're not making good decisions and you're drunk and you're in fight or flight mode and you're dealing with crazy shit in life like you make awful decisions and I was drunk a lot of those times because that was kind of the normal for me at night at home like so yeah never I honestly like maybe 30 times in my whole life I've been like downtown Boise. Yeah. Like just not I've been really Boise, much like, of a downtown. Three of those times. Yep. No, not Four very times. often. I'm not really much of like a partier. I, it would always be like at home. Like, yeah. Yeah. So that was for me. And then I think I realized like, wait, I actually do have a problem for a minute. I did try to blame it on my ex-husband. And be like, well, I was going through so much shit. I had never been in any trouble before. And then in 2017, like four arrests. Yeah. That's all a, that's one after another, after another, mm. after another. And it was like, <laughs> like holy this smokes. is happening. Well, when I yeah. went to court too, that's so funny. Cause he was oh. like 20, she was like 2016, 2017, 2017, 2017, yeah. 2019, 20. And I'm like, look, bro, it was a really rough three years. Like, yeah, but that's truthfully like mm-hmm. my, I mean, I didn't, you know, that's, that's one thing and that I really haven't talked about. And and something I really need a lot of help with is when I went, I didn't drink a lot when Junior and I were married. We just didn't. Like we were in the, Junior was in the military. Like we've never ever kept alcohol in the house unless it was wine and like we're drinking wine, but we've, we've just never kept liquor in the house, which is kind of weird for how much we like to drink that we don't keep liquor in the house or we never have. Um, but I think that part of like a big, like something that opened up the floodgates for me was I had gone through a breakup, like a, a best friend breakup with Mm, Jesse that I wasn't just going through a divorce at the time. Like I was, I lost my best friend that I'm still like hella bitter about. Like she, I, uh, it just makes me so mad. She was at like all of my girls births all of every event was my maid of honor was all of that. And then it was like, when I went through like the hardest time in my life, she fucking left. Like she wasn't a supportive friend and I'm sure she has her own issues as well. Um, but that's how I would start going to the bar. Like my favorite thing to do was I didn't have anybody. Like I had nobody. I had no family here. I didn't have a husband anymore. I didn't have a best friend. I didn't have my kids. Like, so I would 
go to the bar and make friends. And you can always. <laughs> yeah, you can always make friends at the bar. Especially yeah. like McCleary's or the Alibi. Like, it's, it's crazy. Like, yeah. I'm like, you know, and so that was just, I think that, God, making friends with your lonely self. Like, you're just, you're so lonely that you look mm-hmm. for loneliness. And then it, it's just a floodgate of emotions. I oh, felt yeah. that way too, but not, I didn't search in the same way you did. So like after my ex-husband was arrested, I, I had been socially isolated for years. Yeah. I mean, he didn't let me out of the house. Like my social media was checked, my text messages, he tracked my car. I mean, it wasn't, <sighs> so a lot of people in my life, I just was like, it's just hard to keep up. Like, you yeah, know, like, well, just, even our friendship kind of dropped out. Yeah. Of all my friendships. So when he was arrested and people saw his mugshot, of course, all the nosy bitches in the world are the ones that dig themselves out and are like, hey, girl, oh, my gosh. Because so they want to know what happened yeah. to you. And I took that as them being like, I took it. I And I. Being and nice I, yeah. and like friendly. And when they really were yeah. just. You know what? When you asked me drama. about who might have made that Instagram post, I think I won't name names. But at the time, like I said, I had the babe cave. This girl, she had tried to get me fired. She had been an employee of mine. Oh, by her. Yeah. <laughs> she had tried to get me fired. You had she, got her a job and everything. Yeah, you, like, extended your welcome to this yeah. woman. This woman also used to be the most hated. She still is, dude. Anytime I, I, you mention her name. But anyways, at the same time, so I opened the babe cave. She opens a studio called The Doll Den. And then all of a sudden, it's oh. Julie's jailhouse lashes is what comes up. Well, oh, I well know. you know what? Okay. Like, <laughs> well, when you said babe her. cave, that is so funny because the first thing that came to my mind was, that sounds a lot like <laughs> the doll bed. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So I had and Julie's was very sure. original. Mine was, wow. yeah, I had a studio in my house. And, and this like, is this before lashes. Yeah, yeah, this, this was is before the boom. Ago. The lash boom. I yeah, got, there was yeah, a lash me, boom. I got certified. A one of, of my ago. very dearest friend at the time, which I never will have anything negative to say. Her name was Katie. So her and I, we actually started. Katie? Katie? Katie. Katie. Yes. I, like I love her. Too. And like, you know, sometimes you go through things in life and you grow apart from people. But when mm-hmm. you remember them, it's just always so fun. It's a good, good yeah. memories. Yeah. You might not be super close anymore, yeah. but like you love them. Yeah. Yeah. You guys yeah. are like and sisters. And I just, just like, yeah, we were like sisters and I'm like, you know what? I don't know. I just love her dearly. But her and I, we would sit on her dining room table and like order shit from Amazon trying to figure out how to do this forever ago. And so, That's cool. yeah, so that is my hypothesis is that this girl, because it was just really odd. And then look who happens to be the first person to reach out when oh. this whole situation had happened. So I end up letting this girl in again and completely the cycle begins again. And like this time we end it. Yeah. With just some like really vicious stuff. But at this point I'm like, it's just sad. It's almost, I'm like, are you like, why are you so obsessed with me? <laughs> like, what is going on here? And I have had several people be like, bro, this is just not right. Yeah. Like, this is just really odd. But I don't know. Interesting. I think that people are always drawn to the juice. And like, when you get lonely, you let like really odd people and whether they're unsavory characters mm-hmm. who are bringing you down with bad habits or whether they're the bitches who are only there when you're down and out and they only want to hear the juice. As soon as you start thriving, yeah. you're enemy number one. I, I think a lot of the girls that I hung out with, like, hid behind, like, hid their desire to do cocaine and alcohol behind me. Like, they would be oh, like, 
You do you feel like do, like no, I mean not, I just I don't feel know like because I wasn't partying really. No, with other people, people did that to me all like the time. And now juniors, like some of these people that are still like lingers, juniors, like what the fuck, Kinsley? And I'm like, it was, you know, like exactly. It was a weird, weird time in my life. Yeah. And he just it makes him so sad. And I'm, you know, it makes me sad too. Cause I I let my you know how like everybody's like you lower your inhibitions like and they think maybe it's like necessarily with sex when you drink like no you lower your motherfucking inhibitions to your friends and everything you let yeah. everyone in yes that, yeah it's just not good for you I just yeah. I don't have a lot of regrets in my life but there are a couple people my ex-boyfriend being one of those people um I'll never forget this like he would always be like you're drunk you have a drinking issue and to be honest, he made it worse. And I don't know what it was, but it was like, he drove me to drink the hardest I've ever drank. And then for Christmas one year, like I got him all this like shit. And given this guy is like an engineer, like he makes good money. And at the time I'm not making the best money. And he, he bought me for Christmas. Oh yeah. I remember four champ, like four, like mini, like stemless champagne glasses and a bottle of fucking cooks champagne, like $5 champagne. So you're going to call me a drunk and an alcoholic. And then you're going to buy me cook champagne for Christmas. Like to me, like I'm like, I'm a mind fuck sick. Yeah. Like when you're dating this person and you're like, what, what's going on? Like what? Yeah. Like I'm just like, you know, and then I'm just, I just embarrassed that I allowed I allowed myself to be around people when I was truly struggling so hard that were just getting pleasure from my pain, like just straight, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm just like, I'm embarrassed. I'm like, yep, I definitely gave you access to different parts of me that like ah, I shouldn't have done, Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and now I have to live with that. And so that kind of sucks. Like when people are like, oh, I, I know you. And I'm like, no, you don't mm-hmm. like, you know, a very like fucked up part of me that I, you know, Sorry that I introduced you to, but yeah, she's there. She's, she's there. there. <laughs> but yeah, no, I feel like you have completely, cause you guys, I mean, you go on vacations and, but you're a mm-hmm. mom first always. I mean, you oh, yeah. put the kids first and you're always with them. So I don't feel like. No. Yeah. I mean, but it's always like, like drinking is, is fun. I love to I love I love to drink. I think it's fun. It definitely like makes it me is a little time. less like when I was bartending. It makes you less awkward, like like more socially like okay, like I don't know, joking Let's with people. Yeah, 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 just having fun and it's so it's easier that way, but like but still I have to be so extremely thought out and careful for anything I do because even though this was 7 years ago, if anything ever happened to me again, like, like that, like, I just, like, if you it's were to always on my mind, like I will never not have it on my mind. So like, if I, if I go and, and drink like a glass of wine or a drink with girlfriends or whatever, like I will get an Uber home. I will have my sister drive me or I will wait a fucking hour and a half. I know. Yeah. I'm you totally fine. Or yeah. When we, last time we did girls night, I think you were last to arrive only because you were waiting on your Uber. Yeah. And there was an accident on Uber. where the Uber was. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Oh. So I don't know. I mean, and I always have to keep it in my mind. So it, I mean, I will not ever like have my kids taken from me. Like, yeah. like I do not want to be in that situation. So it's not, it's, you know, honestly, it's not even really worth drinking alcohol, but 
It's like funny that at you a say hall. You like have more, like you feel more social, dude. I feel like an idiot. Oh, like, really? I feel like now it's been what sixteen months, seventeen months now since I've drank, and I feel like looking back on social situations where I was drinking, and even the days that I wasn't drinking, but like you still kind of have that hangover fog, that brain fog. I feel like I wasn't like witty at all. My sense of humor was just so old like, out. I was so boring. I wasn't interesting. Like, couldn't hold a very thoughtful conversation. Oh God, I'm like, want to talk to everybody. I recently started to like be able to remember names. I've been so excited for that because I'm like, I actually can. That was it's crazy. That I it ta- it literally before. takes years too for mm-hmm. like things when you're drinking heavily. Like you don't realize that you are losing like all your memory. That you're in yes. constant brain fog. When I had stopped drinking after my third DUI and was not drinking for a few years, I was like shocked. About after a year, year and a half, I started getting super like like, like memories coming back. Like mm-hmm. like I was like, what's happening to me? And it was because yeah, I wasn't I wasn't yeah. like poisoned all yeah, the time. It's exactly. poisoned. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it what's funny is. So I'm moving next month and I was primarily moving because I've always wanted to avoid the winter thinking I had like seasonal depression and, you know, I was like, oh, it's just the winter. Since stopping drinking though, I realized like, I feel like alcohol is just like making me sad even, and even if it was drinking one day a week or once every month, I don't know, my brain just didn't have time to repair itself from all the damage that had been done like it does yeah. take that long-term sobriety oh, yeah. now I'm at this point where I'm like I don't want to fuck this up like yeah. I just really enjoy um all that I am and like even the experiences that I've been through what they've molded in me so I'm like I don't know I don't I don't feel like I was fun at all drunk I was getting like I was not a fun drunk I was always just into something awful. And it might have been, like, kind of fun for other people maybe at the time, but the next day was never fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, I've oh, had no. experiences where, yeah, you wake up the next day and you're like, okay, wow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you're the humiliation it's step. Totally hu- humiliated, just never wanting, like, kind of wanting just to hide away. Yeah. Yeah. You and, know, like, I don't like, answer my phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When we went to Cane Brown, like, how you were talking about, like, you're, like, you get more social and you don't feel like you have much of a personality. I'm the same way. Like I, if I even think I know somebody or I've, I've seen their Instagram, I'm like, Oh my God, like so nice to meet you in person. Like, so when we were at Cam Brown and we were in the pit, like I knew, I knew so many people. Yes. <laughs> and the, and then I felt bad because I'm like, I don't know. Like, do I go up and talk to them? Do I go and say hi? Like drunk me would 100% go up mm-hmm. to them. And I'm sure that that's what they're like used to. So I didn't want to like, I hope it was, it's never like, like a, an offensive thing. Things. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't want to offend anybody and not go say hi or be like, you know, like I'm too, too good. But I'm also like, I, I don't know I do what this? state I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you, you know, like, yeah, I don't really know you that well. It's just drunk Kinsley like comes out and it's like, ah, um, I was going to say when you, Oh, one, on one of your podcasts, you said like when Harlow got in that, um, accident, you know, with the scooter, um, well, she was on a scooter, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, um, and you're like, thank God, you know, I wasn't, I hadn't been drinking because then I could actually go take care of her. Yes. Like I think about stuff like that all the time too. Like, and Skylar and I, like, we don't go out on dates very often, but we went to this concert a couple weeks ago. We had the best time. Um, we Ubered home. We, like, we had a few drinks. We went to bed. 
I wake up in the morning and my mother-in-law had watched the kids. My baby's seven months old. Jack is three. He just started preschool. She said she dropped Jack off at preschool. I get a call at 1030 in the morning and it's a police officer saying, are you Madeline newbie? And is Jack your son? And I'm like, <laughs> yes. What in my heart drops. And I, I would have like now, shit myself right then and there. It's been forever since I'd had like a horrible hangover, but you know, you remember that feeling where you wake up and you're a little like groggy, groggy, groggy. Oh my gosh. This police officer is at Amity elementary school and says they've been searching for some little boys, parents and that's and I'm like, oh my gosh, what the, what is happening? Like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> and they're like, well, some lady came into the elementary this morning and said, Jack's here for preschool and left. And he's a little toddler. He can't talk very well. He has a backpack, but I I'm a new parent, you know, for a, a little yeah, child. Yeah. And I didn't put his name or address or anything. I didn't know that I had to do that, you know. Um, so he has no information. They basically called every little preschool and daycare in the entire Treasure Valley for like an hour and a half trying to see, there's this little boy in here. We know his name is Jack. He has blonde hair. Do you have a Jack that didn't come to, to school today? Well, they ended up finding his preschool, his preschool which is like down the road. And, um, but she's like not listed or something like that. So it was just happenstance. One of the teachers, little kids had been to that preschool before. And she's like, have you tried Heather's feathers? It's like some really little farmhouse. Like she's, she yeah. runs out of her little house and my mother-in-law, I don't know what's going on with her, but I told her the address. I told her it was a little farmhouse. Like, I don't know what's going on with her, but she just literally left him there. So I had At to Amity, Amity elementary school. Uh, I'm and, like, and what I is wrong with you? So my i and oh my gosh i was like skylar i have to fucking go like there's a police officer about to take jack into foster care <laughs> because they and they were they were gonna take him into cps i was like i this was a big deal this was like two weeks ago oh and so i had to like sober up even though i was sober i i, I no, mean like, not just, sober, that just groggy, the brain like, fog i'm yeah. like i have to go talk to a fucking cop right now to get my son back and so I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. So I just like, like washed my face, brushed my teeth, you know, drank some coffee and left. And I was sitting there thinking the whole time, like, well, I wish I weren't fucking like hung over right now. Yeah. So I'd be a lot, be, be really straightforward with this cop and have them not think, oh, what's wrong with her? You know, like my eyes were probably red, you know, or anything yeah. like that. I'm like, damn it. You know? And of course, it, and so I talked to them forever and they're like, you really, this, this is a crazy thing to have happened. And we were about to take him into foster care and you need to have his name in his backpack. And this is not okay. And I'm like, they condemned you. They did a like in a bit, sense, but I had felt... to stick up for myself after like the first five minutes of them being like, how did this happen? Blah, blah, blah. I was like, listen, my husband and I go on a date once every maybe five months. I have a baby at home. My mother-in-law said she, she'd watch them so we could have a date night. And I gave her the address. I didn't know. I, there's no way for me to know that, that something like this would happen. But I would have loved to have been 100% in that yeah, conversation. Totally. And I, you can't predict yes. things that are going to happen, you know. No. But yeah. that's the point. Like, you can't predict that things are going to happen. And, and I would have loved to have been 100% like myself with that cop because I probably, I was like, yeah, we went out last night, you know, like, yeah, yeah. 
So, it's so, nice being on your A game. Dude. It the is. Whole it time, is. I feel that. Yeah. It, it, it affects my quality of life 100%. I Me feel too. Like this job opportunity. So I actually, he's no longer my boss since I'm switching roles, but um, his name is Brett. He's like a really dear friend of mine. He was my boss in my previous role. He's been a mentor of mine. And a few months after working together, I'd like only been sober for a few months. And he's like, I don't know what happened a few months ago, but a light in you just went off. He's like, I can't wait. And this year, it was almost a year ago. This year has been explosive. And I, yeah, I, I feel that where it's like, I just, I personally cannot be. You're like thriving. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If cool. I have any type of alcohol. Nope, like, and I know a lot of people are able to be like, you know, I dealt with my emotional shit and now I'm able to do whatever responsibly. Like I'm an adult now. And for me, I'm like, I don't know. I just, I always want a little more as soon as I have a single sip and it kind of terrifies me. Hmm, so yeah. at this point, and balls I'm to the like, wall. Yeah. I'm like, life is going so well right now. Like I don't want to mess anything up. And I think that if I maintain that energy, like it's just, gonna, you know, of course, like little setbacks. Yeah. That's life. Shit, yeah. But not huge life altering life altering things that's yeah my mm -hmm. fucking fault yeah i'm doing to sabotage myself like that's mm -hmm. just every time i drink it was just like three steps back yeah no i mean even i feel like junior and i can truly content junior right now i think is feeling it the most because like you just go back to june and that's when we were like kind of lost in the mix of drinking the heaviest we had in two years and he he tried to transition. We trusted a friend that, you know, was going to hire him for a little bit more. Didn't work out. So junior was out of work from like June, July. And then August is when we were like, we're getting sober. Like I called, got my ankle monitor back on. I'm like, we can't do this anymore. And so I got, um, you know, we had, we're applying them for jobs. We were like, we have to do something like something has to come along because this isn't working. And then he got his Dennis Dillon job. And then he happened to know his manager. That's a great, you know, Jay. And he, it's a great, he's a great mentor. And then it's like, things are like falling. Yeah. Place. Like he's making the most mm -hmm. money he's ever made. And he just won that TV. And, you know, I just got moved new branches, which means things are opening up for me. And it's, it's just door after door, door after door, just kind of open. So I totally understand. Cause when it's almost like God, like he know he sees me take one sip and he, he just He's knows. like, let's fuck up your life. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. it just, and it happens and it's like so that miserable. We know, you know that, or like whatever yeah. you want to call it, whether it's karma, self-fulfilling prophecies, mm -hmm. manifestation, positive energy, whatever you want to call it. Like I genuinely believe in God, a hundred percent, a higher, yeah. a higher, there, something higher than your yourself. like actions are like that tiny step towards something positive, it attracts that's what yeah, you receive mm -hmm. in return like it's yeah I know yeah. that no yeah it's been and I feel like that's totally for you too like I you know you, oh my life got exponentially better like I'll drink with my friends sometimes and things like that but I mean I like at you're just I feel like I, I am like who I was always meant to be right now and but it took a lot of fucking work and self-reflection like i had to own that shit like i did that i was a mess i you know cost my relationship i mean i can't it, it was just the whole, most horrible time in my life like i had to get married three weeks after this fucking felony oh, dui yeah. oh, my husband God. couldn't trust a, me anymore my father-in-law died i crashed their van like it was the worst month ever but then when i and jail was wonderful for me because I was able to see, I do not want this life. 
I do not want to be here. What do I have to do to fucking change? And who am I? Like, who am I as a person? And as like, I want to be a mother. I want to be a responsible one. I want my husband to trust me. Like I, so it took a lot of work in me saying, you know what? I need to change. Yeah. I can't like, I just can't be doing the same fucking shit that I've been doing. And I know I'm a good person and I know who I want to be, but it's, it took a lot of work to actually like, yeah, I think, I yeah, that's definitely why I like my gr- group of friends that I have now is they're just super real. Everybody's, you know, life is hard mm-hmm. and that's just how it is. Life is hard and shit's fucked up sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> like it is. I just, I'm just like, Oh, mortified. But yeah, it, it, you've done so so good. Thank you. I'm one of the most humble right people now. I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad you came on today. Thank you. I was so mad. Yes. I'm going to have Maddie back because, um, I kind of also want to get into lifestyle stuff. And, um, one thing that we both also can kind of relate on me, not as much, but I mean, being infertile for three years and oh yeah, getting pregnant Everyone's by a doctor. Fertility like journey is completely different, but I okay. feel like it's becoming another thing that, you know, a lot of people struggle with or a lot of women go through and they think that they're alone because we're taught as young girls that you just get pregnant. pregnant. Yeah. Don't have sex. You're going to get pregnant. Yep. Exactly. So, um, you know, you had a pretty amazing, that does happen. I I know it does. It happened to my, both of my sisters. Like, I know we're over here like, whatever. Yeah. Um, but no, so I would definitely love to love to have you back, yeah. Julie. I want to um, record a pod next week with you about kind of domestic violence and ha- yeah. all of that. Maybe we'll get Junior to even sit down and give us a man's perspective a little bit. Why do we need that? He was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Um, but thank you. Yeah. Thank I'm you so, so happy much. I came. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. And thank you for coming. Oh, yeah. Thanks for entertaining me as a all right guys well until next week thank you again for joining in um and if you're struggling and need to talk to anybody always reach out that's something dm me on instagram call me whatever reach out to anybody i've had on the podcast i'm sure that they would gladly gladly get back to you as well um so have a great week and i will talk to you next week